Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening, good evening. What up, what up, what up? And welcome to the 1930th episode on Purpose Kingdom Network. I'm your girl, Adrian Misunderstanding Allen, better known today as Misunderstood Adrian. And as always, I take great pleasure in welcoming you to D-Block Church for the whosoever wills. Now, that says that you dedicated and you have made a commitment to just making the world a better place. And remember, your world is only as big as you can reach, but as long as you are working on that part and we understand that we can do this journey with unity and understanding and we can understand exactly what it is that we should be able to do, then you should be considered a whosoever will. 1,930th episode. First and foremost, you know, I like to put numbers together. And real quick, I just looked at that, and I've seen 13. And, you know, it's funny how we look at 13 and we get scared of 13 because first thing people think of is Friday 13. And guess what tomorrow is, y'all? Friday the 13th. Yeah, if I'm the first person to tell you, then let's do it this way. Today, we are no longer going to think of Friday the 13th as a bad day. We're going to look at that as that's the day that we begin to praise. And we started in October because, you know, they give the little scary stuff to October. They say Halloween is at the end of the month, you know, and that's when they like to bring the goons and the goblins and all that, got the ghouls and the goblins out. So um, we're going to just take power back because I realized that what we're doing is the enemy has gained power that he does not that does not belong to him. And when I say that, I mean it to mean that exactly what I said. We give the enemy just too much power. Like even when bad things happen, we say it's the devil. You know, oh the devil is doing this, the devil is doing this. How about maybe it's God testing you to make sure that you in right relations where you need to be so that you are in line to do what he is calling you to do. But if you don't pass these little tests There's no need to go forward. I mean, I'm just putting it out there. So, I'm sorry. Tonight, what I want to do is I want to actually talk about how we vary in generations, but somehow or another we need to come together to bridge the gap. And the reason why I say we need to bridge the gap is because we can learn things from each other from like old generation can learn from the new generation, new generation can learn from the old generation, and then believe it or not, you know, in between the new and the old, it's a few more generations in there. So what I'd like to do tonight in Deep Black Church is just sit and actually just talk about the different generations, and then we're going to talk about how, you know, they they actually – live in the world and how they deal with things, how they, you know, how they deal with challenges or how they actually deal with teaching somebody something or, you know, or relieving someone of something or, you know, giving them grace. I know that we're not God and God is the one that gives us grace. And that's why we believe in the blood of the everlasting sacrifice of Christ who makes us all great. But there's something about just having love and a grace that sometimes it seems like we, we we lose our focus in it. And it happens in generations. It happens generationally, I've noticed, because honestly, I mean, I, I guess the focus is just different. And it could be from the way that people were raised. It could be from the way that what was happening in society at that time. However, whichever way it is, you have different people living the same lives, the same situations, but are handling them differently because of the generation that they came from. 
So tonight what I'd like to do is start this conversation because this is not something that can just happen over a day. But one day maybe they'll look back and say, you know what, I remember Adrian. I remember misunderstood Adrian because actually when I started to hear what she was saying, she, she I really did understand her. And, and those are the people that are going to take this to the next level so that we can start to actually bridge generational divides so that we can have real conversations that affect everyone in the room and those that are not in the room, those that are coming up in the room, those that are walking in our neighborhoods, those that are going to our schools, from the youngest to the oldest classmate, even colleges. Everyone can take part in this. Why? Because you have your generation. And what I'd like to do tonight is invite you to begin this conversation with me. And the way that we're going to do it is we're going to we're going to have regular conversation on one side. But of course, I want to use the Bible. Why? Because I believe that God's word is the best thing that we have in order to live this thing that we call life. You know, the Bible, basic instruction before leaving earth. Remember that from long time ago, Vacation Bible School, the B-I-B-L-E, yes, that's the book for me. Okay, now, it's funny because even in Vacation Bible School, Muslims used to come to our Vacation Bible School in the summer. So you explained that to me, but when we were growing up, it seemed like that was the place that everyone was at. And the reason why everybody was there is because regardless of how you look at it, you want your children to be rooted in something. Whether they're going to vacation Bible school or the masjid or however they're doing it, you know, you understand that there's a place for that. So tonight, D-Block Church is that place. And if you'd like to call in live, the number to call in is 319. 527-6091, and the way that you get it is you press 1, that signals that you would like to speak, and then the board will, you will hear a beep, and then that'll be your turn to speak. Again, the number is 319-527-6091. And now, I've been told from a couple of you that... um it's time that you know you you want to see you want to see this live, like you want to see this go down. And I understand that this is something that you want to do. So just like everything evolves, and because I'm gonna sit here tonight and talk about the different generations, we'll understand what I mean later when I say that I, your girl, is working on trying to get more technologically savvy for you all that are technological dependent, if I can say it like that. I'm sorry. I grew up with pads and pencils and papers, and I like, you know, I like to write things down, and you don't want to read my writing. And I understand. I understand. There's a group of people out there that actually, you know, they write in cursive. There's another group of people that don't even know what cursive is. So when I tell you that there is definitely a divide in generations, we should speak on because, I mean, I, I just believe that if we don't, it's like the elephant in the room. No one wants to speak about it because you don't want to disrespect anyone or you don't want to, you know, offend anyone. And then before you know it, the other people are offended and now there's no conversation going on because people are arguing. You got different sides. You know, we live in a world where everybody's opinion is important and because we live in that world where you do what you want to do and nobody can really tell you what to do, there's nobody that can tell you then what's right and what's wrong. But yet still, we can use the Bible as a standard, because the one thing that the Bible does is the Bible passes through generation, from generation to generation. Just think, the Israelites alone were in the wilderness for 40 years. So that's four generations, you know, if we take them by 10. But they, they, they didn't do by 10, but you understand what I'm saying. So let's talk about who they are. Okay, baby boomers. We got the baby boomers. Then we got Generation X. Then we got the Millennials. 
and we got Generation Z. So this is really our four year, our forty years, okay, in the wilderness. Just let's just say, go with me with this, people, go with me. And as we look at it and discover how all of these are different. Then we'll look at it and see how is it that we can actually come together, make something that is going to be, you know, more inclusive to everyone. And the reason why I say that is because we need to have forward thinking. We need to have impactful places where people can come and worship God so that we can give thanks for what it is that he is doing and then that we can ask for the guidance and the understanding to learn how to do what we do even better. And that means that the different generations coming together, communicating, understanding, and seeing how it can actually work for a common good for all of our children. So whether you are a church member, uh, an old person, a seasoned saint, a young baby, or someone who doesn't even know really what goes on, but you understand that there is a God and there's something bigger on your life, then I invite you tonight to come in and actually sit and talk. And let's let's shine some light on it and see if we can find the path of, of the mission. So let's look at the, the – let's set aside generational labels. Like one thing that you have to do is come in with a blank slate. You have to come in not with your biases, not with your already understanding, not how you believe, okay, oh, they listen to loud music and they don't know what that – forget all of that. This is the black church. This is going to be the place where we work on mending that generational divide. Three one nine five two seven six zero nine one is the number. And again, don't forget press one. If you'd like to speak, you'll hear the beep, and then that'll be your turn to speak. Baby boomers, Generation X, millennials, and Gen Zs. Now, if I was to look at all of them, and we would say, you know, they believe different. They live different. Their priorities are different. And at the end of the day, I would not be wrong. If I was to say that their characters are different, like their characteristics are different, the way that they communicate are different, the way that they think about doing things are different, the way they go about doing things are different, I wouldn't be wrong. Who do you know? In the group, like who do you know if you can see people in these different generational differences, you know, and think about how how you will then handle them differently starting tomorrow. Let's go with baby boomers first. And just in case you don't know, these are people that are born between 1946 and 1964. So they're like in their 70s, 60s, you know, these are the baby boomers. The baby boomers really, really value hard work. And we know this. And if you can think of anyone you think of, you know that they are really good hard workers. They appreciate the work that they do. And they appreciate family. Like they are big on family structures and they are loyal to institutions. Now, when I heard this, I was like, you know what, that is funny because that is true. And they usually really prioritize stability, financial security, and home ownership, right? Now, when you talk about their beliefs, the generation actually is really because of the fact that they've been through the historical events, you know, like the Civil Rights Movement and the Vietnam War, they are influenced by different things, like their belief in standing up for people and, you know, making a difference. They believe that because they they live that. They live through the moment of watching Dr. Luke, you know, Martin Luther King actually speak up for injustices of people. So they've looked at that, you know, and most of them are religious. 
and they are very, very strong in their church community, you know, and and they can show you what it looks like to to have faith. Those are baby boomers. Now, when you talk about their priorities, they uh, really, really love their jobs. They love the fact that they've been at work forever and they worked long and, you know, they worked all the way up from the from the street to the management, you know, from the street to the office. They love that. They 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 appreciate the fact that they have a retirement, you know, that they actually worked hard to do this and there's nothing better than having this legacy of work history so that it can be, you know, the example for future generations. And now remember, if you look in the Bible, there are some work ethics that are passed along, some some ways of living that are passed along. But unfortunately, what loses in all of the generations is like their closeness to God, you know, so that faith starts to get more into not of what God can do, but of what I can do, you know, what my hands can do. And that's why when I, when we, actually break these down tonight, you'll understand why you can't have certain conversations with people and and expect them to go one or, you know, expect them to go a particular way when you understand exactly what they're looking at, where their priorities are set, and how it looks like. In, in, in Generation Z, we would call it winning. You know, I think, I don't know. I can't speak for them because I realized that in this, I am a Generation X. And Generation X is 1965 to 1980. And it's funny because I, this, you know, this is like in and flow type thing. Like maybe, maybe 70, like maybe 79 you know, maybe 78 and not 80, but okay, you know, because of the fact that we are talking about all four generations, putting them in and, you know, giving them the proper years, we look at it and say, okay, Generation X, and then you say, what are their values? You know, a lot of them are independent, real self-reliant, like they um, they understand what it is to be them, they're okay with being them, they're okay with even if they're not them. Like, if you know, if they never made it and they just are bum, they're a good bum, if I can say that. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but, you know, the the like, have you ever noticed that the person that stands outside the door panhandling, asking you for change, is always there? Like, do you understand that he's got better work ethic than most people that are going to and from work? I'm just saying. He's always there. He's always he's on time. He's actually early because he beats me to work, you know. But but he's there, and if you ask him to do something for you, he probably would do that too, you know. So think, sir, maybe you need to come in and apply for the job. That's the generation of X. That's how we think. Okay, they're more, I guess, problematic to different things, skeptical. You know, we we think about things like I just did. Like I just figured out exactly what the person that is begging for change can actually do to make his life better, to actually go inside and apply for a job. And, you know, that is just the things that we do. We value who we are. I want to say that the most thing that I realize is that valuing individualism and adaptability, fact. Like, quick on our feet, however it works, is working. If it ain't working, it ain't working, you know. But now, for our beliefs, our beliefs are different because we grew up in times where times were changing. You know, economic change is big, and then they introduced technology. So you got to understand, like, that's just how that was. And we always understood that we needed to be self-sufficient. No matter what it was that we did, we needed to make sure that we was good. 
And if we have family and anybody in our chair, we had to make sure that they were good. And, you know, then we started getting into politics a little bit. I think so. It looks like more Generation X people are motivated by politics. We understand what's going on, and we follow it. Now, we don't follow it as much as the baby boomers do because at the end of the day, we're more into self-awareness and self-alignment as opposed to our know-all, be-all, you know, coming from MSNBC. <laughs> if y'all understand what I mean. So Generation X often they look at their jobs, they like their job, they 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 appreciate working in their job, but they are working in their job just so that they can be financially secure and their families can be well off. Like they're not trying to do major, major things with it. They're just trying to live a good life. They're trying to have, you know, not even the white picket fence in a house on a hill with two and a half kids, you know, but they might decide that they want a spiral staircase. You know, they want to, they want to, they want to oval drive in a driveway, you know, two, two car garage or something like that. Like, so they want to do a little bit more and that's okay. So that's generation X. So you got to think. So that means that generation X is, are the, children of the baby boomers. People aren't thinking about that. Like, right, so you're looking at mom and dad raising sons and daughters. Oh, so the way my mom raised me and the way that my mom taught me up about this and that is kind of like how it's been driven in me. Like, this is what I know because this is how I was raised. So now, think about that. And a lot of us in Generation X, that was like we were opposed to doing it like our parents, right? So a lot of people in Generation X decided, okay, I think I want to do this different. Not so much that I want to be cool, but... I just believe that my parents were so hard on me or so strict on me or they determined, you know, they determined how I did what I did. So I'm not going to determine how my children do what they do. I'm going to give them more options. I'm going to give them more ability to, you know, see what they want to see and everything. So then we come into the next group, which are the millennials. And the millennials are born from 1981 to 1996. And it's funny because millennials are actually not the children of Generation X, I believe. I believe that they are the younger brothers and siblings of these Generation X. Because, And the reason why I say that is because 1981, you know, is when they actually would start. So let's say even using me as an example, like, you know, if I was born in the late 70s, my little brother was born in the mid-80s. So if he, like, in the early 80s type thing, got me. So he's not my kid, but he is my younger brother, which means that we have a generational divide now even in the way you have to raise your children the way you educate your children. You know, now things are different. So the way I I am with my older child, I'm no longer able to do that way with my younger child. You know, and if you're the older child, you understand how, you know, you see that your, your brothers and sisters got it a lot easier you know, than you did, you know, you watch your parents and you just be like, okay, dang, if that was me, you know, if that was me, that would have been a whole different situation. Or even worse, you are that person that actually was the person doing all of the discipline because after a while, you know, your parents went to work. So because they were at work, they had you babysitting. So, you know, if the younger kids did anything, you was the one that got in trouble for it anyway. So that meant that you was harder on them. So now we go millennials, right? 1981 to 1996. And it's funny because millennials are different. They like 
who they are, like diverse. They are very who they are, but they like to be together. If you've ever noticed that, like they like to group everything together. They're very inclusive, but they're different. And they believe in social justice and change. They tend to prioritize exercises and experience over material possessions. Like they are even worse with properties and, you know, material things, which you have, how you, how you look, why you look that way, you know, like big on social media, big on what everything is supposed to be happening. Like whatever the environment is saying is going on right now, like whatever that fad is, that's the fad. Millennials believe that they are grown up and that they believe that, you know, they they grew up with technology, so they they're ready for things to change. They're always open for things changing. They they know and believe that it's going to sooner or later change because as long as people are coming together and making positive impact on society, then people are going to follow them. Then we'll have a lot of fans. Like if you notice, well, I guess you can't say that there's not like there there there's more famous people, but it's like you can be famous for something else. You can be famous for more than what you're supposed to be. Millennials prioritize work, but they also prioritize, you know, like vacations and doing stuff for themselves. And if they believe in something, they're there. They're very passionate. You know, they engage in a lot of volunteer work a lot of times. And a lot of times you see them speaking up for stuff. And they support businesses that have causes like that's what they that's what they realize in millennials and when you think about it and you look at what's going on and how things go on in the world and what we lose focus on in the world it seems like you know I cared a little bit my parents cared a lot my my little brother didn't really have to deal with it because he was now in a technological world so he can actually put something else in the search engine and go somewhere else. But then the last generation is Generation Z. And they are 1997 to 2012. So it's funny because now if the, if the last group was 2012, that means we have a whole nother group gotta be because it's 2023 but I'm just going to talk about these four so we can understand where the four is find the power in the four and be able to you know contribute to the four understand that that was 40 and we can put ourselves in different situations so that we can you know see better than where we are and the reason why I say that is because a lot of us can tend to focus on what it is that we see. And if you focus in on what it is that you see, all you see is demise. All you see is bad things. All you see is things not working out. And that is, that's the trick. That's the understanding of what it is. You know that the enemy can't do anything to you. He doesn't have that much power over you. God is the only one that can really interrupt and affect your life to the point where it stifles you. But what the enemy does is he just like throws it out there in contorted ways so that you decide that you will walk away from something or you decide that you will quit the job or, you know, because of how something happened, you decide that you then will give up on that dream. And that's what the enemy does. So when we understand exactly what he's doing, then it's easy it's easier to explain it generationally when we see it changing and adapting. So like the same way that somebody would call in the nineties and gossip about something that happened you know, they no longer have to make a phone call in two thousand in the early two thousands. They can actually pick up their phone, you know, and send a message. 
Because remember, it went from sending the message first to actually getting the video call. Now there's a video call. Before there was just the text message, you know, or or the the paging message, so that you could, you know, I paged you and sent you a message that said call me or sent you my number, and then you picked up the phone and called me, you know. So that's how it worked out. So the last group is Generation Z, and when you look at them, they're just authentic. They're very very who they are, who they who they want to be, how they want to be, you know, and they do a lot of things online. Like they're very, very online oriented, if I could say it like that. Um, they grew up with the digital world, though, so they are like, you know, they are natives of that. They know it. They're very, very savvy. And they are paying attention to what's going around across the world. You know, they they deal with global issues, like things that happen today. You know, my generation, we wouldn't have known anything about. I mean, and because of social media and the fact that they can be following people that live in the, those parts of the world and country, and they can see what's actually happening in their backgrounds and their tweets and stuff and and how they take pictures on TikTok. Yeah, so Generation Z is definitely known for their progressive views. Like they believe, you know, they believe in issues that even baby boomers sometimes would like overlook. You know, they wouldn't even think of that as an issue, but those are now the big you know, mainstream situations. And they they know and understand that their voice is power. They understand that when they talk about different things, you know, people listen. They they are definitely online and offline, but they are activism. They are activists. Like when they see a wrong cause or they see a good cause, they are on it. They're on it to the point where they know and we know that that is why, you know, they are believing that way they do. When it comes to priorities, it's funny because Generation Z prioritize their education. They need and want to know what it is that they need and want to know. They appreciate their careers and they want to have opportunities to grow in their career. Why? Because they want to make a positive impact in the world. I think that it's awesome when you speak to millennials and you I'm millennials and you speak to Gen Zers and they are on like a completely different level than a lot of other people that you might associate with in in the course of a day. And you're just kind of like, okay, like, all right. Like, you you know, you're, you're not as bad as I thought you were, but we need to be able to break down and have conversations and literally be in places where we are together, all generations, trying to figure it out, right? And the main way to do that is through communication. But, of course, you know, they all communicate different. So I thought, you know, by us actually going to sit and take some time with it, we're going to break it down. Like, we're not going to rush through it. We're actually going to talk about what it is we do how we do it, and what we do different, like from communication, you know, um, and I have this thing about responses, my, like, you know, like returning a call or returning a text message, you know, I've noticed that these are different. These these things happen, and they happen generationally. As you sit across the hall and you just kind of watch people interact, you realize, oh, okay, now I understand where some of these differences are coming from. But if we get rid of these differences, then we can be back on the same page, and then we might be able to start moving forward with some stuff. So when I thought about it, I said, okay, the first thing it is communication. Definitely we communicate different. Like we have different 
we like different ways to communicate. And like I said earlier, I'm a pad and pen pen and paper person. I will write it down in a heartbeat, right? So baby boomers will often prefer face-to-face. They want to talk to you face-to-face or they want to make sure that they hear what you're saying. So you're actually on the phone. You're talking. They want you to be real formal. Like they need you to, you know, hold back on your feelings more so and just say what's going on, what do you need, you know, like that kind of thing. When it comes down to getting into the gossip of things, you're not so much big on the personal information, but what is it that I need to do? What is it that you need from me? How can I help you? You know, and we go from there. Now, Generation X, they like the fact that they can be comfortable with people and it can be in person or digital now because, you know, we're getting better with our texts and all that kind of stuff. And it's something about being direct with the generational X that it's like they actually appreciate you being right where you need to be. Like they appreciate, we, have, we, we I want you to tell me what it is you need or ask me what it is that you need to ask me. Don't beat around the bush. Be very efficient in what it is that you try to say. It makes it easier for me, that type thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So now millennials, they are, like I said, they were the beginning of the the technological thing. So they're real big in digital communication. Like they like texting. They like social media. They are, you know, they're good with in-person stuff, but that in-person stuff has to be able to, they have to be able to bond in a certain way in order to do some in-person stuff, put it that way. And they really like open, informal conversation, like, you know, just say what it is. Don't be so mean, you know. Say it nicely. You don't have to pull me aside and make a big deal out of it. You know, that's how millennials think about things. They have Generation Z who are extremely tech savvy. That's all they like to do. They they are in that thing. They they want to talk to you digitally. Um, they're into the instant messages. They're into social snaps. They're into everything that's going on. They knew what the different apps are. You know, like Generation Z will work with you through an app to make it better. You know, and you're like, what? And they'll show you a different way of doing something where it's like, oh, well, why didn't you just say that? You know, so they want very, 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 very short. Like, it's funny because I used to say, like, anything more than three sentences is too much. (laughs) Straight up. It's too much. Now, if you're out there and you're listening to me and you're like, this girl is going on and on and on about the generations and she's got it all wrong, then I welcome you to call in. The number is 319-527-6091. If you're just joining or you just came in and I was talking about you or I was talking about your brother or your child, then what I'm doing in D-Black Church right now is we are focusing on generational differences. We are trying to figure out how is it that we can level the playing field to understand that we're all in this together, regardless of how we believe that we can do it all by ourselves. There's no right way to do this. So what we're going to do at D-Block Church is actually talk about how it can work with everybody doing it together. So now, like I was saying, there's something about response times that, to me, I think is so funny. Because, like, when my mom calls me, one, my mom doesn't even expect to leave me a message. Like, my mom expects that when she calls, I answer. Like, I think my mom's heard my voicemail maybe three times. And when she's called, when she's left the voicemail, it's been more aggravating the fact that she's actually leaving a voicemail and that I need to hurry up and call her back, that kind of thing. So it's like they definitely need it to be timely. They're expecting it. They're waiting on you. And uh, you have to, like, remind them 
you know, I might have been at work or I might have been doing something or, you know, I might have been outside or whatever. So they are pretty understanding, but they are definitely demanding when it, they want it. And if it is not addressed, it will then be become a problem. So they just want to make sure, you know, that when they call, you are there. But they do, you know, come to the realization that everyone is not always available. Generation X, they, they, they appreciate promptness. Now, I can say that if you want me to do something or if I ask you to do something, I'd rather you tell me yes or no as opposed to you saying, oh, all right, well, I'm going to let you know. And then you already know you're not going, but you don't tell me that you're not going until the very last minute, as opposed to just saying you wasn't going to go. You know That's just me. And I'm a generation Xer, and I think I can speak to everybody on that, whereas, like, we appreciate you just answering a question, you know, but if it takes you some time to answer the question, then I dig that you might not have been around. But when you are around, you do get to answer the question, and that's what we appreciate. But then you have your millennials, and they want the quick response. And a lot of times it's because they're texting or they're doing the instant messenger, so they know that, you know, this is like real time. We can talk because I'm sitting here at my desk. I can't talk on the phone, but I, have, I, I can't pick up the phone. But as you text my phone, I can respond to you in real time. You know, that's what they're into. And Generation Z is like that too, and they are actually accustomed to the fact that, people are supposed to get right back to them. And the reason why we're supposed to get right back to them is because, you know, they believe in that. Well, they don't know anything else but that. And so they've become very anxious. They're like the microwave generation. You know, like a lot of us used to have to wait for the toaster oven. So you at least was waiting a little bit for your food. You know, you weren't just going into a place where you could just sit it in the sit in the microwave, press the button, go get your plate and everything, and then the beep is coming and is telling you that it's time for you to eat. That kind of thing. You know. So but that's just a little bit of the overview of who and what the generations are that we're dealing with. So what I want you to do because of the fact that I want to take our time with it, I want actually, I'm going to start bringing people in to talk to you from the different generations, to have different conversations, because responses are different. Like how one generation would look at a, a scenario, like, you know, if I give you a scenario, one generation will have this to say about it. Another generation will have this to say about it. And so what I want to do with D-Block Church is make this a place where we can actually start to talk about that stuff. So prayerfully, what's going to end up happening is we're going to see different people, you know, different generations coming together so that we can actually have these much-needed conversations. And because I'm hearing the fact that, you know, I'm pulling generations the generation, I'm going to try to get everybody on some type of platform so that we can all be seen. However, like I said, you know, but I think because of the pandemic, more people are into Zoom, you know, because I, I can get a baby boomer to click the Zoom link and be on the, and be on the show. So we'll, we'll, we'll work it out. We'll figure it out. And we, um, we know that it's going to be great. Why? Because God has placed it on our heart to do it, and where else better to do it but for the whosoever wills. So now what we do every night on Purpose Kingdom Network is we offer you the opportunity to have a better relationship with God, you know, so that you can actually understand that if there is something in your world that you you look like as a blemish. You look like there's something that you need help in. You something that you're lacking in. Um, 
what it is is the Bible teaches us that there's a time for everything, and perhaps this is the time for us to embrace each other in unity and come together as different ages, perspectives, and experiences. And so in the spirit of Deep Black Church, we offer you the the commitment or understanding of Christ so that you can be you can have that saving understanding of that new chance, that second chance or third chance, fifteenth chance in some of other people's places. You know, but you get to recognize that everything has impact in the world. However, there's a place that you would like to sit at where it's almost like there basically is no sin. There is no wrong. And it's not that we're perfect, but it's like we are being perfected. We're working on it. And a lot of times we just don't know who or how to be connected in the way that we, you know, need to be so that things aren't as bad. Trust me when I tell you that when you look around and you see that this is happening and that's happening and this is happening and that's happening or you did this and you fell short here and someone else calls you here and tells you that you didn't do this right or this didn't work out the way that you planned and you're, you, 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 you find yourself heavy on yourself. Well, the reason why we offer the call to salvation is because people sometimes don't have the relationship and the understanding of Christ and the understanding of how and what it was that happened and why it was that happened. Like we, we understand the the death and the burial and the resurrection of Christ. But when you start to focus on the walk of Christ, then you focus in on what it is that we do on a daily that helps us live more Christ-like life. And what we do is we offer you the opportunity to ask God or ask Christ to come into your life and, and, and forbid you forbid you, Lord have mercy, take me from this right now, forbid you, but forbid you for making another failure, forbid you for making another mistake, because in God there is no failure. With Christ, everything is all right. Why? Because you believe in the fact that he was born, he did die, he was buried, and he got up. And when he got up, he got up taking all of that ill away from you, all of the things that keep you down or that keep you, you know, away from, I want to say, away from what it is that your spiritual journey might be. And if you're seeking this deeper kind of connection and you're feeling that void in your life, and you simply just want to explore the transformative power of faith and community, know that you are not alone. And D-Block Church and Purpose Kingdom Network would love to welcome you into our community and understand that we will work with you together so that you will have a better understanding of Creator and why you were created. So as we seek to unify among generations, we want to believe in the ultimate unity found through salvation in Christ. And if you are out there tonight and you do not know Christ as your personal savior, I invite you to say these words. Father God, I admit I am a sinner and I need your help. I believe in your son, Jesus Christ, who died, who was born for me, died for my sins, buried and rose again. 
I ask you to lead me and guide me. I ask you to order my steps, guide my tongue and my mind so that I can see the things that are for me and cut off the things that are not so that I can live better with you and have an understanding that we can all do this thing together. In your name we pray. Amen. Now, if you said something like that or if you've actually said that, then they basically say all you have to do now is go tell somebody and uh, you are a member of the kingdom. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to welcome you into the kingdom and I'm going to then pass it over to Brother Rob for the announcement. Brother Rob. All right. Thank you so much, Adrian. And uh, we really appreciate tonight's episode. And I hope everybody else enjoyed it and uh, truly appreciated the message that was brought forth tonight. Real quickly, this is a part of the Purpose of Kingdom Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode, no matter where in the world you are. Whether you're listening to us via phone or Internet, we greatly appreciate your listenership and support for us here at Purpose of Kingdom Network. Anytime we do a live broadcast, we broadcast live on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. When we do a live show, we do have a calling number, which is 319-527-6091. And anytime you want to talk to any one of our hosts, you press the number one. Also, you can listen to any of our past shows going to the same website, www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. You just simply have to type in the host name or the show name, and you can hear that show in its entirety and at your convenience. We also invite you to like us on our Facebook page, which is at Purpose Kingdom at Facebook, where you can see our upcoming shows and advertisements. And from time to time, we do make major announcements on the social media pages as well as others. We're also on Instagram and Twitter on the handle Purpose underscore Kingdom. Please check out our radio network, PKN.com, where you can hear 24 hours of music of inspiration. Okay, and with God's long God's blessing, at the 8 p.m. hour, we're going to have In Search of the Truth. And that's going to be hosted by Evangelist Cheryl Johnson. And once again, with God's will and God's blessing, we hope you join us tomorrow evening at the 8 p.m. hour for In Search of the Truth, and that's going to be hosted by Evangelist Cheryl Johnson. Okay, and with that being said, I'm going to hand the show back over to Minister Adrian. And um, Minister Adrian, great show tonight. Thank you so much. Um, y'all make sure that if you've never been on Purpose Kingdom Network, you give us a try. You actually go on, check out the archives, because we've been doing this thing for for some years now. And when I say that we've been doing it for some years, you have to remember the internet just got like pop like or I should say church on the internet within the last what four years has gotten popular because of the pandemic. We've been doing it for six, seven, you know? And it's just even good to listen to Listen to who we are today and what we were like seven years ago, you know, to see the growth. Because that's basically what we've been talking about because, see, everybody is growing. Everyone is getting older. And what happens is generations pass. But everyone from the generation doesn't go. So because there are still people that are here, you know, because we have a lot of baby boomers that are still walking the earth, it's essential that we actually come together in a point where we don't, you know, ignore baby boomers or make them feel like they are now obsolete because they don't know how to get online or do something with us, you know, and we should make it a point that we are coming together more so separating ourselves or thinking that this is the group for you and not for them or, you know, you can do something, but you can't, you can't invite your parents to come along, that kind of thing. Um, So, this is the first week we're going to do it. I don't know if we're going to do it in God, God, Goons too. so we'll, like, continuously just be there on Thursday to understand that this is going to be the place that we're going to, you know, break the, break the divide. 
Um, but I will figure that part of it out. But know that that's where our focus is. Know that that's where I want to. That's where I want to attack. Know that that's where God is telling me that we need to go because we have people that are living this world, and they've been here for decades, and we are letting them pass us by. And I shouldn't say that we're letting us letting them pass us by because they're fine. They're doing what they do because they've been doing it for a long time. But we need to tap into them, and we need to make it a place where it's a safe tapping, if you know what I mean, where everybody feels comfortable enough to share. Nobody feels slighted. Nobody feels like it less than, but we're all working together to make it work. And I know that it can happen. I believe that it can happen because in the spirit of D-Block and what it is that the whosoever wills is into, we commit ourselves to making this generation, to mending this generational divide. And if we look at ourselves collectively all together, we can definitely make an impact in the world. And not only can we make an impact in the world, but we'll be able to stand strong together, young and old. So I encourage you to take what we learned today and just start to put it into action. Like start to actually focus on characterizing the people, you know, the people that you come in contact with. Because trust me, if you're only in, if you only deal with one particular generation that I spoke of today, then that's where we want to start. If you don't have these four generations in your world, then you might be lacking in one or the other. And I'm saying that from the youngest to the oldest to the oldest to the youngest, that we all need to do this thing together. And the easier or I should say the sooner that we understand that we all need to do what it is that we need to do, but God is going to do everything. We just need to find love, understanding, so that we can actually, you know, be that beacon of light that we need in the world to, you know, to bring us all together. Because trust me, the way that the world is going right now, if nobody is here to tell you that God is in control, regardless of what we believe, what we think, and look how it is, he is in control, and he is going to work it out. And all we need to do is have the strength and the hope and the gratitude to just be able to, you know, receive it. So I want to thank you all for listening tonight, and uh, let's end it in prayer. Dear God, we thank you tonight for letting us come together with our hearts filled with the gratitude and hope. We thank you for the opportunity to explore the idea of bridging generational gaps within our communities and for the wisdom and the insights to share it. We pray that the message of unity, love, and understanding resonates deeply within our hearts and within the hearts of our listeners. Please help me and help everyone that is under the sound of my voice, Father, to recognize the strength in our diversity and grant us the wisdom to come together, young and old, in the spirit of faith and compassion. We ask for your guidance in all that we do, both in church and out of church, on the street and on the street, and as individuals dedicated to making the world a better place. We ask for unity. We look for unity. We seek unity to bring about this positive change and make this action create a better world for our children. As we lift up those who are trying to seek salvation and a deeper connection with you. We pray that your presence and your love would touch all of us in our heart. 
and that they find peace and unity to love in all relationships that they have. And as a part of your blessing, we ask that you cover each listener in their household and those striving to actually work these generational divides in your name. Continue to lead us in the path of unity and purpose. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good night, everybody. See you next week. Jesus lives. He raised me. I will not lose. He saved me. I will not lose. Set me free. I will not lose. Never want to see me down. I will not lose.